This is episode 34 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today, Royce Gomez-King will be talking about her 31 weeks of travel. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, so glad that you are here. We have an awesome guest on our podcast, Royce Gomez-King. She'll be talking a little bit about her experience traveling for 31 weeks, but before we dive into that, I want to once again encourage you to subscribe to our podcast and visit us at christiantravelers.net. There you'll find some awesome faith and travel resources, and you can also be directed to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube links as well. But without further ado, Royce Gomez-King left a marriage of 23 years with a side hustle that only brought in $800 a month. And she started a 31-week journey of couch surfing, building her business, and growing in Christ. Her business, Royce Talks, has helped over 200 startups develop their foundation, and today she joins us to talk about her 31-week journey. Hi, Royce. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Sarah. Thank you. We're glad to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home with my mom, my grandma, and my brother. And so faith has always been a part of my world. When I was a teen, I did go through some tough times, losing my grandma at the wrong time and just some other teen challenges and fell away from the Lord for a few years. And during that time, I met what was going to be my future husband. We met, married, and started a family. And then I came back to the Lord and realized that we were not equally yoked and had a passion for travel. That was actually one of the promises made to me by him before we got married. And um, so travel's just been my theme. When the high school counselor asked what I wanted to be when I grew up, I said, anything I can travel to do. And um, in college, I chose a career to be a buyer and travel to all the fashion meccas of the world. And so it's just always been an intrinsic part of my DNA that God has placed in me. So five years ago, I had the chance to do that. That's very interesting. Yeah. So did you ever use what you end up majoring in in college to travel prior to this big trip or not? I did not, no. I had very little chance to travel for um, about 20 years. We traveled maybe five or six times. So after my divorce and when my kids were grown and I became an empty nester, that was the first thing on my list. And I traveled 31 weeks. So what led you to taking 31 weeks? That's kind of a long journey. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. When I got divorced, I had a side hustle that was making about $800 a month. And as you probably know, wherever you are in the United States, $800 a month is not enough to live off of. Even if you're debt-free, it barely covers rent and gas most in most cities. Mm-hmm. And after doing some research and discovering couch surfing and Airbnb, 
I saw that I could go to Europe and travel for less than I could in the U.S. But Europe was not my first stop. I ended up going to see an old friend and reconnecting after a few years of her moving away and us not seeing each other. And then I had a deep desire to go to Nashville for not only the music, but the food. That was probably the most interesting part of my journey because my mother and I had not spent much time together over the years, and I invited her down. I rented a place large enough for two people and asked her to come down for a month to Nashville. And she and I got to travel, and I got to serve her. I believe that's where the Lord was opening my eyes to serving and seeing others' needs. My mom loved the Civil War and the history around it. And since we had not had much time to spend together, and Tennessee is full of Civil War memorabilia, as well as country music, which she enjoyed, we spent a lot of time traveling from site to site and enjoying time together. And um, we actually hung out as best friends for about a month. That's wonderful. What was your favorite thing that you did while you were in Nashville or in Tennessee? Uh, We went one night to hear some live music and ended up standing in line for something called the Tin Pan Festival, which I was not familiar with at the moment. But it's the largest singer-songwriter fest in the country. And we ended up in that line, and the house was full, standing room only. They let us in and two people behind us in and closed the doors. When we came in and it was standing room only, we were looking around the room wondering what to do because my mom used a walker, and a gentleman came up to us and said, ma'am, you need a seat. Follow me. You two come over here. And we ended up sitting in the second to the front row in the VIP section with all the the, uh, music producers and television celebrities and things like that uh, because those were the only seats left. And so we were treated like VIPs that night. I can tell you that my mom had very few experiences in her life to be treated like that. So it was just a real blessing that God put people in front of us. Sarah, do you know the stories in the Bible where Jesus would direct someone to go to a town and say, when you get into town, that woman will feed you. When you get to town, ask that person for a meal. Or even Jesus, when he got to the town, he asked someone for a donkey. Mm -hmm. And God went ahead of all of those people and provided for them and put the right people in the right place at the right time for them to have their needs met. And it just seemed like God continued to do that everywhere we went. That is amazing. And one of the awesome blessings I think that travel provides is we recognize or see those things on a more regular basis. I think sometimes when we're um, in our daily routines, God still is doing that, but we just kind of 
almost bypass it. We don't really recognize it, but what an awesome honor that you guys got to sit in the VIP section and enjoy that. Yeah, thank you. So during these 31 weeks, how did you support yourself? What did your day-to-day really look like? Well, I work remotely as a business coach and copywriter. So I would get up early and over my first cups of coffee, I would write copy and then I would go out and enjoy the place where I was during the day. And I would come back home and have dinner and then continue writing copy. And I would just touch down in coffee shops or someplace and do my coaching calls. I, I literally couch surfed and Airbnb'd everywhere I went. And so there were very few living expenses people opened their doors to me that I would have never thought. I did not spend 31 weeks continually on the road. Mm-hmm. I would spend, um, you know, six weeks and then come back to Orlando where I was based at that time, spend a week or two on a friend's couch or spare bed and then leave again and then come back and spend some time on a friend's spare bed and, So it was 31 weeks throughout the year, but it was for extended lengths of time. Mm -hmm. And that's what my day-to-day really looked like, was every day I worked, but every day I also got to see what God had in front of me. And you have a blog on your website on why travel. And two of those things really resonate with me, trying to figure out who you really are and that it makes us happy and joyful. And, you know, in the exploration and my daily activities, I really found out who I was after 25 years of serving family Mm -hmm. and putting their needs and hobbies first. I was able to see what my desires and interests were. And then I was also happy and joyful because I was out and about admiring the awe-inspiring beauty of the Lord in each and every place that I went. Was there anything about that that really intimidated you, or were you just kind of like, this is a very freeing experience? What was your mindset at that time? Most of it was freeing, but there were a couple of intimidating moments. Um, as I said, God put the right people in front of me. And when I went back to Orlando to judge a business plan competition for the international DECA level, I was speaking with the judges at breakfast one morning. This one gentleman said that he was Italian. And I said, oh, that's my dream to go there this year. And he said, when are you going? I said, I don't have the ticket booked yet, but I am going this year. And he said, let me introduce you to my cousin. She lives in Italy, but she used to live in New York. So she speaks great English and she can help you navigate some things and decide where you want to see in the country. And he connected us on Facebook. And before you know it, we were fast friends communicating all the time on Facebook and I ended up booking my ticket for a month to go to Italy. And I bought a non-refundable ticket with no insurance. 
And that was the freeing part. But then the moment I booked it, I thought, what in the world am I doing? Mm -hmm. I don't know the language. I don't know how to navigate the currency. I don't know anything. And that was a scary moment for me. I flew into Brussels and had to catch a connecting flight to Italy. And she met me at the airport. And I thank God that she met me because that was a very intimidating time to be walking through the streets of a foreign country alone, Mm -hmm. uh, day in and day out, not knowing the language or the money. You know, I spent some time with her for for a week or so, but she would go to work during the day and I would wander the streets alone. And that was intimidating, but that was also something that the Lord showed me that sometimes our fears are very unmerited. Mm -hmm. And there was no reason to fear Sarah because he was allowing me that independence and expanding my comfort zone while showing me that he had me in his care. And I made some beautiful friends that month in Italy that I still speak to today. And so I can just say, if you're intimidated and fearful of something, if you use wisdom, you can get through it. Uh, You know, I was not unwise in the fact that I was out until 2 a.m. or anything. I was always in the house before dark and not out alone at night. And so I did use wisdom and the fear dissipated and God watched over me and allowed me to push through my fears and create a new space for myself of being independent and free spirited and just bathe in the joy that he provided for me in friends and cultural experiences and so much more. I, I can relate. Those going into foreign environments is can be very intimidating, but what a blessing that you got connected to someone there. So what has been or what was the highlight of the whole journey? Was it the travel? Was it something that you learned about yourself? What was the highlight? It's hard to pick just one, <laughs> but I guess something that has been a catalyst for my career growth was while I was in Nashville, I spent some time some time doing what was comfortable for me, like networking. Mm-hmm. And so although I was out of my element culturally and alone in a strange city, much of my travels, I would do what was comfortable to allow myself to integrate and meet some people. And I was networking in Nashville and two doors opened for me during that time. Number one, in my marketing background, I was able to use it to promote a new restaurant during their slowest times. And within two hours of of posting on Twitter and doing some marketing for them, I had a food blogger and a local TV station feature them. And so that was a real result of what I can do in my work that was a catalyst for some future work moving forward. The second thing that happened in Nashville is I was at a networking happy hour and met a person 
who was uh, part of an organization, a nonprofit mission-minded organization. And we ended up talking and she found out what I did for a living. And she invited me to cover their trip to Costa Rica and write some stories about it. And I ended up writing three stories for them, getting a free trip to Costa Rica. And one of the stories I published in Central Florida in a magazine I was writing for and Because of that, there was an organization that has continued to donate to this nonprofit for the last four years. And so again, the catalyst to my business growth was getting these results and making the right connections. And that's still serving me so well today. And that was because I got my mind off of myself and my challenges and my loneliness and started looking for ways to serve others, and doors like that opened. That's amazing. On the other hand, what was the hardest thing about the whole trip? The hardest thing was I spent time in four different areas of Italy, and it was during Thanksgiving when I was in the most remote area, I stayed with a 70-year-old former professor, and it was a beautiful custom home, but it was a 25-minute drive from town. So I was dependent on him to take me into town to do anything or see sights, and it was very, very remote. And being the age he was, he told me he could take me, uh, you know, for a very short time in the morning, I think from 10 to noon. Then we had to be back to his house for his nap. And then he could take me from three to five. Well, November is not the warmest time in Italy. So I didn't feel like I could walk the streets that long for him to drop me off in the morning and pick me up in the evening. So I spent a good deal of his time in his house or a good deal of time that I was with him in his house doing much of my writing. And I realized it was Thanksgiving, and it was my first Thanksgiving I ever spent alone. You know, I had my family as a child growing up that we spent Thanksgiving together, and then I raised my kids for 25 years and had people around for Thanksgiving, and here I was in a foreign country with a man I did not know, with my kids thousands of miles away. It was a very lonely, dark moment, and that's the first time I got homesick. That would be very difficult. So would you recommend to others for them to take a journey like this, to step away and do trips? Oh, I think everyone's different. Some people are very happy being at home. Mm -hmm. And for those people that like their bubble around their hometown. I respect them. Mm -hmm. For others, and for most of us, I think it does give us a great time to find ourselves and expose us to cultures that are so different from us. It's important that we really have an understanding of other people and other cultures to fully appreciate what we have 
And I think travel does that for us. Now, would I recommend being as old as I am and traveling? I, I don't think so. I think I would recommend that everyone do it in their 20s when they are seeking to find themselves so that they make the right choices based on what they've discovered about themselves. Because I was doing it after many bad choices and after not knowing who I was as an adult. And uh, so I think that there's a different outcome of travel when you do it later in life than when you do it earlier. Does that make sense? Yes, that definitely does. It's awesome that God can use it at any age of our lives, but there's benefit to kind of using it as a learning who we are early on as well. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, do you have any advice for anyone who would consider um, uprooting and traveling in this way? Yeah, I would say to ask people who have traveled what their advice is and to just be open to the unexpected and appreciate every day that you get to experience another culture, another language, another people. There's a, a devotion on spiritual warfare, and I think that those of us who are Christians will experience spiritual warfare and feelings of loneliness, defeat, and Satan's lies when we're traveling. And we have to realize that creation, all of creation, belongs to God, and he will move it and present it to present us an opportunity to learn. And if we're just open to opportunity and stay in the spirit of wonder and awe, um, he'll open things up and open our eyes to things that we would never see by staying in one location. That's very true. In all of your travels, what impact did it have on your faith walk? When you're traveling alone, you really depend on God because there is a sense of loneliness as well as independence. Even though the travel was something I longed for, I also realized that I went out into the different places alone and came back alone. God is our comfort and our strength in times of trouble. He gives us peace to, you know, John 14, 27 says, he gives us peace, not as the world gives. And there's a special peace about spending time alone each day and having that time to reflect and let God speak to you without others interrupting because you have ongoing conversations. Especially when I was in a foreign land, again, I went out and spoke maybe 10 words a day, you know, right, left, please, thank you, in a coffee shop. That was about it. And you really have that time to lean in and listen to him without the noise of other things. And although it was a trial, it was a joyous trial to 
really hear him in a different way and experience loneliness simultaneously with opening the world up to me. That's beautiful. And that is a great encouragement for others to also try that. So I always like to ask people on my podcast, what was the biggest moment? And it might not even have been in this trip, but in in your lifetime, what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? I believe the biggest God moment was putting that cousin in Italy in front of me because not only did she mother me and friend me in a a very unusual way that gave me comfort and helped me navigate the land. But she became a lifelong friend. And I really do believe that God presents those people to us because he knows our needs and he fulfills them in more ways than one. The other highlight was realizing that the people that I slept on their couch when I would go back to Orlando were not my closest friends, but they were people who wanted to get to know me better and they opened their home. And it's, it's much like the disciples in the new Testament as they travel, you know, strangers opened their home to them. And through that, they were able to have conversations to share their faith share about Jesus, share what God has been doing in their lives. And it allowed a level of trust as well. Sometimes missionaries think they know who's going to give to their mission. And then when their closest friends or their family do not support them, they get discouraged. But just like Paul, when Macedonia did not support him, others did. And we have to trust that God brings our answers in the ways he chooses to provide, not the ways we tell him he should provide. And it's really that trust that people see as they speak to you. And I was, I was able to reveal Christ in a way to people that I would have never been able to, if I would have stayed in my comfort zone and spoke what naturally came to me. That's amazing and such an important part of travel, sharing the gospel in your journey. And it's so awesome that God opened so many doors for you. Is there anything else that you want to add? Yeah, you had asked for some tips on people who want to travel and I started there and then went off into what God was sharing with me. But, uh, Really ask people who have been there, take their advice, read blogs on currency. You know, I again, I didn't even know how to exchange currency or how to get a SIM card for my phone. So find out those things and take their advice and be open to a change of plans. My plan was to go to Malta at one time during my time in Italy. And instead I ended up going to the region of Bari. And so just being open to change and open to the doors that open for you means that God has an experience for you there and something to learn. 
So that's a practical tip and a spiritual tip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, Royce, uh, we've really appreciated having you on the podcast. How can people connect with you? Well, to find out more about my journeys that we've talked about during this podcast, you can go on Amazon and order the book, The Spontaneous Journey. You can also go to my website, RoyceTalks.com. That's R-O-Y-C-E-T-A-L-K-S.com. And I'm very active with a Facebook page and on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, we have really appreciated having you on the podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me, Sarah. It's been great to speak with you today. Thank you. Well, Christian Travelers, I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast, and I encourage you to go connect with Royce. But until next time, safe travels and God bless.